Welcome to It's No Secret, a podcast for Kiwis who want their money questions answered. Ready, steady, go. This podcast will answer the money questions you may or may not have on your mind. We'll talk to real Kiwis and share truths about our own financial lives, both the successes and the failures. Because the truth is, there is no secret to achieving financial freedom. Hello and welcome to It's No Secret. I'm Christine. And I'm Kat. And today on the podcast, we are tackling the question of, is starting a business really worth it? It seems like every millennial these days wants to create a passive income and a side hustle. The idea of making money sounds attractive, but what is the reality that comes along with it? We've decided to tackle this topic today because it feels like 2020 has shown us is that life is too short to live in a job that you hate. Start a side hustle. Exactly. Create a business. <laughs> yeah, there's been increased amount of discussion around starting a side hustle for flexibility or whether you should start a serious business venture. So to kick things off, Kat and I, we've both worked in small businesses and I've started two side hustles of my own. Do you think it's worth it, Kat? Yes, I do. There's a lot of caveats to that. (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) Which we will definitely get into. But yes, I think you are 100% correct in that 2020 has shown us that life is too short. People can do amazing things, particularly in this wonderful country that is New Zealand. And hopefully today you hear a little bit of pros and cons around what can and can't work. Yeah, definitely. It's really, really interesting as well, because I was reading some research that the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and Northwestern Uni did in the US a couple of years ago, and they found that the average age of a successful entrepreneur is not your classic 22-year-old, I'm preaching to my choir, um, (laughs) starting a side hustle, is um, that person, the average age is actually 42. And I think it's one of those stats that get, gets thrown around a lot, but how often do we actually take that number seriously and kind of reflect and not be so hard on ourselves to think, oh, I have to start this business right now. I have to create more money, you know, when really it's a long game and it's about building skills over time. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the person that is successful at an average age of 42 probably in reality started that business sometime in their 20s. It was not an overnight success. And I guess that's probably in essence, what we're really talking about today, where it's easy to see lots of different influences and people creating businesses on the gram and all sorts of things in social media or in the news. But what is the reality of what that looks like? And are there things that should sway in your favor of like, yeah, I do want to go down that path or I don't. And what is your simple answer to this question? Because you have being created, down path. You have, yeah, and you have created two startups and you're now in a full-time job. So <laughs> how do we get here? Tell me. <laughs> how did I get here? Well, so I think the starting point was that when I first, well, when I was in uni and when I finished uni, I was very bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, you know, wanted to conquer the world. And I still do to a certain degree. Like I know that- The world within reason. <laughs> exactly, like within scope. <laughs> you know, I have great ambitions, but there are other ways to kind of realise realize those dreams that aren't necessarily taking on the stress of owning a business or even not now at least I'm in my have heaps of time totally I have my I'm in my mid-20s and it's stressful and there's a lot of responsibility that comes along with that a lot of financial investment as well so a little bit of background my first kind of business that I wanted to start it was called Fit You and the whole premise around that was that it was going to be something like ClassPass. I don't know if anyone's heard of that before, yeah. but it's basically like a fitness app that you can jump around to different studios. And 
I approached, looking back now, I approached it from the completely wrong perspective. I did not have a solid business model, but I it taught me about my my core um, skill set and the thing that I'm good at. So mm-hmm. what I did do really well was I created a community and I marketed it well yep. and I got people to buy into what I was selling and really get behind me. And I made some great connections and had some great experiences. But I feel like had I kind of teamed up with someone else who was maybe better at the operational side or the um, technical skill set that yeah, maybe that, you needed. Totally. And like understanding of how this would actually operate from a financial perspective. I think yeah. I probably learned more about that now. I think it would have been more of a success. So that was one. And then the other one I actually started about a year and a half ago called One Up and Down. It's a mentoring, an online platform that helps match mentors with mentees. And it's still going, which I think is another really important point to speak to is that if you quote unquote fail in business or decide to take a step back from that that business you can still have equity in it and it can still be ticking away for you gaining value in the hands of people that you trust and that are gonna leverage it to what it needs to be or help grow it to its potential totally yeah so that's kind of an alternative avenue to also having a side hustle or even approaching maybe a job is like how do you get equity in a company that you that, believe in that yeah that kind of give you the same results totally and help you have this sort of buy into your own purpose as well i think that's a big driving factor for yes. us for all the millennials in the room yeah i was gonna say well there's a common thread around amongst anyone that is thinking about starting in a business which is Usually they want to have some kind of ownership or passion with a particular idea or a theme and they really want to drive that and make an impact. And I think that's a super admirable place to come from. One of the things that I have learned is that I am not necessarily the ideas person that wants to drive that, but I Mm. absolutely want to get on board and support other people that have ambitions and goals that I 100% believe in and that I also resonate with. Mm -hmm. And I want to help make them a success. And then is there an opportunity for you to also have like share in that success in the future? And how does that look like? And I've had a couple of different experiences with this, where when I was back working in Australia for a small advice firm that had two amazing founders, it was their first business and they were very protective of it as a lot of business owners are. And they really struggled with the idea of kind of sharing equity among staff or giving other staff the ability to buy in and support that dream. And ultimately, that was a little bit to their detriment because we were still a very small business for a really long time. We operated as a small business and you needed people to cherish that like it was their own baby and their own dream in the same way that they did. And I think they ultimately missed out on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. The difference for me now is uh, working at Kernel, I have had that opportunity since day one and it was something that was really important to both me and our founder and the other founding employees that were involved because ultimately the best piece of advice I think that I was given when thinking about joining this business was it's okay to not be the person that has the creative ideas whoever that person is typically the founder the person that can sell the dream they need to surround themselves with people that can support and execute on that and mm-hmm. that is just as valuable a skill set and you can you know that is essentially the person that i am that's the skill set i have yeah. and you need to recognize that and go in with that and back yourself to also contribute in a way that will grow the business and hopefully provide value for you as well in the future so yeah. in essence you don't necessarily have to be the business founder or the ideas person. There are other ways to be part of starting a business 
that can work for, you know, both the founder and the people that are working around them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And have you had, I guess, any other experiences that are like been, have been an absolute no go that you would. Oh, in terms of just thinking, okay, if I'm going to have some hard and fast rules around this, what are things that I just absolutely wouldn't do or wouldn't look at? Um, yeah, that, that is a good one. I guess, um, you, well, with anyone starting a business, you really need to know why it is that you're doing it. And of course, the question of today is, is it worth all the stress, <laughs> time and financial commitment? Because it is always harder than you think it's going to be. I think yeah. people probably more than often than not underestimate the effort. And I'm guessing mm-hmm. you probably, oh. you know, reflecting on fit you. Oh my goodness. Yes. That was case in point, right? <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. So I would say that that's prob- that whole idea was probably more prominent with one up, one down purely because I was at the time I was working full time, had a side hustle or that's what I would call it. And wanting it to be more than a side hustle. Oh, or- totally. Yeah. Trying to like battle, I think my energy between wanting to do really well at my job, but also, and as a high achiever or, you know, I'm very ambitious and, and very hard on myself as yeah. well. And like wanting to be the best at everything, which everyone knows is not possible. Yes. Um. So trying to balance that between the two, but also then like looking at my personal life and being like, well, how does that fit in? Because mm. if I'm spending all my time on work, Am I able to give to my relationships and do I exercise? No, that's yeah. where I fell down. And now I've kind of reshifted to bring that around to my focus. Which trying is to find the, the balance. whole is really irony, right? Because people often say that they're starting a business in the first place to give them more time and more money. Yeah. And then invariably yeah. you end up very quickly with very, very little time and probably oh. for at least a, you know, a reasonable period, no money because it's a real challenge. Yeah, yeah. It, is a, it is a real hustle. One of the other businesses that I've been a part of, we still call it a startup now and it's been going for almost seven years. Mm. And that is the reality, I think, for a lot of people and a lot of small businesses. And we have had a really interesting ride there where there have been times where she's just had to, you know, lean on others to take a step away from the business because it's a really long-term commitment and you don't necessarily always have that energy and that ability to pour into it what you want to exactly in the same way that you know you had to say I need to take a step back from one up one down and I'm just going to let someone else run with this dream and vision for a little bit of time and you know at some point in the future I may come back into that but for now I need to focus on what's important for me as well for for sure and I think it definitely also forces you to think about and look at am I truly aligned to this anymore so it was a I think it was a yeah a year down the track I just earned my I guess equity my investing agreement had just uh ticked over. like yeah ticked over I guess that's a great way to put it and I had to take a hard look at like is this going where I had originally planned and am I aligned to the vision that we're creating and the truth at the end of the day was no not really yep. it started something as something else and at that point I had to kind of realize that but it was perfect because you gain so much experience and you create great friends and all these things so there's so much goodness that can come outside of that as well a little bit of a random curveball but this is something we were talking about off the episode you mentioned side hustle versus a serious venture and I'm really intrigued what's the difference (laughs) because I just previously have kind of lumped them together 
a thing for me, a side hustle is something that you can kind of turn off and on at any point in time. For oh, a lot yeah, of people, okay. you know, it might be something where they've got a small e-commerce store or something that they're working on the side. Or it's, you know, for a lot of people, if they have a creative endeavor, they're doing a little bit of contracting on the oh, side yeah. for this thing. And it's something that you can kind of scale up and scale down depending on what you're doing. If you're starting a serious business, you can't do that. You yeah. do not have that flexibility. You cannot all of a sudden send, you know, I see people side hustles on the Instagram all the time and they're like, you know, closing down for six weeks over summer to go and enjoy time with my family. That does not apply to you if you run a business. <laughs> yeah. You know, they are yeah. they're just different things and it's a different level of stress and commitment. Mm-hmm. So that I guess would be, yeah, my definition of the two of those. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Neither can... is better or worse. I mean, there's yeah. a place for both. They're just I think different, it, yeah. Yeah, they are just different. And I think side hustlers like your satellite portfolio. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah, like, you, you know, if it's a success and it takes off, then you're getting all the benefit. But if not, it's not going to ultimately change the course of your life. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you decide to make a full crack of starting a business, it can change the course of your life for both the positive and the negative. Yeah. Thinking about a, a serious venture, at what point could something turn maybe from a side hustle into a serious venture? Or do you like as the tipping point of leaving your job to pursue that thing and I mean that's a very broad question but any kind of thoughts on that yeah I think it probably depends a little bit on the type of industry and like service or product that you're in so Mm -hmm. I think as an example for Colonel we would never have been able to start as a side hustle because, you know, there's a whole heap of barriers to entry around licensing and requirements and capital funding and all that sort of stuff so I guess that sometimes makes it a little bit easier where if the business or idea that you're trying to pursue forces you into one direction, then you have to be very formulated. You have to have a business plan. You have to go and get backers, all of that sort of stuff. The decision's made for you. Mm -hmm. Where it's probably a little bit more challenging for people is, you know, um, I think of the great story that uh, was recently listening to the interview on Sarah's One Up Project of Pepper and Me, which is like spices and kind of online herb mixes. That was started by essentially as a side hustle because she wanted to have some flexibility around coming back from maternity leave and not going back to her full-time job and then very quickly it was super successful and it is now a full proper business and you know they're going gangbusters so I guess they're in that kind of situation there's definitely an inflection point where you think oh okay all of a sudden I need to be either you know hiring people or putting processes and procedures in place and Mm. you know moving out of my home and into a warehouse or whatever it might be so definitely a tipping point and then yeah you have the challenges of trying to navigate that but that's where the fun is (laughs) that's where the juice is yeah and in terms of I guess the finances behind starting a side hustle or starting a serious venture, there are so many different routes that you can take. So I personally bootstrapped both of them. Mm-hmm. And with Fit You, I went way more gung-ho into, I'm going to f- throw five grand into this. I mean, that's yep. probably not a lot on the grand scheme of things, but as time, a uni student, you, that sure. is a, it feels like a, a large sum of money. Yeah. But I spent it all on branding because I was like, cool, this is pretty. <laughs> Fun pretty things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then with One Up, One Down, I took the total opposite approach and I was like, I'm trying this because I have the skill sets skill set that is necessary to fit with these two other people, but I'm not putting any of my financial like my money into it. And I think there was also a tipping point for me where that's the point that I decided to remove myself when I actually had to make a financial commitment mm. to progress the product. Yes. And so I think you can learn a lot about yourself and 
how serious you are about the business, but also how what it's going to take. How invested you want to be in this idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then also the role that you want to play in making that business a success. success. So going back to what you said before about, mm. you know, maybe not being one of the, the starting people or being that first founder that has to figure out, you know, how do we raise capital or how is this funded? Mm. You can be this second, third, fourth, fifth person that gets – you gets know, the shit done. Gets the shit done, exactly. <laughs> but also gets a few percent in equity and maybe doesn't have to take on that huge financial burden of constantly thinking, yep. crap, how am I going to pay my staff you yes. know, from one day to the next? Yep. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you have really summed up there. I think <laughs> it definitely, as you say, if you have to put your money where your mouth is, it is that, you know, for a lot of people is kind of that inflection point of how serious about this am I as an idea and do I truly want to back it? I think I would probably caution people a little bit on that sometimes of like don't overthink it. Mm. You know, particularly if you are young, $5,000 sounds like a lot of money in a random amount, but, you know, over the course of your life, that is much. so insignificant. Oh, totally. You know, yeah. and you think of all of the learnings and outcomes that you get from that, that you probably, you know, you would value those more than $5,000. And unfortunately, you're not mm. going to know that at the time. Mm. And sometimes you do just have to take that leap of faith. But yeah, there are definitely other ways to get involved in a business that aren't necessarily just contributing a dollar amount. You know, you can contribute time. I think a lot more companies and founders and startups are happy to talk through things like that you know, now it's obviously a lot more common and recognizing different skill sets that people bring. Mm -hmm. There is, I think as well, the other point that a lot of employees that step into a new business, even if they are getting paid and they're there on an employee basis, are probably doing so for a couple of years on a lower salary than what they were getting in their otherwise market role. And that in itself for, for those people isn't making a financial commitment to that business because you're probably prepared to take, take a step back noting that for those first couple of years, you know, the business really needs to kind of get its footing and grounding. Mm. And then you are taking a punt on the fact that you will be rewarded for that sometime in the future. Yeah. And just being open with the founder or whoever is running that business to say, hey, what do things look like in terms of ESOP? What kind of... What's an ESOP? Sorry, oh, just so, yeah, I was going to say, so <laughs> jargony, Kat. Um, so an employee share options plan. So having oh, yeah. the ability based on either various performance factors or time factors, either for you as an individual or the company in general, mm -hmm. for you to... Um, receive options to have shares in that business in the future, negotiating things like that, having the ability to say in lieu of salary, get options mm -hmm. or yeah, just working through, I guess, a way that makes you buy in, feel a part of it and everyone benefit in the event that we all hope for, which is it's successful. Definitely. I completely agree with the, like the extra commitment. I think that have, when you have some type of equity in a company, it really drives you to perform and to also just take a step up and be involved more and really genuinely care about the outcome that you're working towards. Just yes. feeling like you're a part of something. So yeah. that's really powerful. And I think with that, like going back to just the very start of this episode, a lot of people think about starting a business or a side hustle because they're, you know, possibly sick of their nine to five and they want to do something that they're more passionate about. You can get that level of fulfillment and passion exactly in the way that you just described, mm -hmm. where you either join a smaller company or a, you know, starting company that has a mission that you believe in and being a part of that from, you know, very early days, if you have that opportunity. So if like me, you're not the ideas person, do not despair. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's plenty of options out there yeah, for people yeah. to make an impact in a way that you care about and yeah. also create a life and hopefully a financial outcome in the future that you're really proud of. Yeah, definitely. And to wrap things up, what would be a couple of tips that you would give people to basically decide whether it's worth it starting a business or not? So ask yourself really honestly, is this a side hustle or is this a serious business venture? And depending on your answer there, you know, you kind of take it offshoot to say, okay, if it's a serious business venture, who are the people, resources, mentors, supporters that I need to surround myself with to make this a success? If it's a side hustle, what's your ultimate outcome? Do I just want to be earning, you know, a certain amount of money for my fun money on the side? Do I eventually want to give myself the flexibility to quit my job and just do this? Set some goals and some parameters around that and then just go forth and see where you end up. What would you say? Well, I think the first one, as we've talked about a lot, is there are other ways to be a business owner. So, getting equity in a company, but also investing in shares. So investing in the share markets, you feel like you have a slice of that company. For sure. Or you're a part of it at least, and you're growing your money another way. So I worked at Lululemon once, I invest in them now. So it's really cool. And you can also, it helps to deepen your understanding of the investment that you're making because you've worked there, you understand how you know the the process work, all that kind of stuff. And then another one is get a group of mentors around you, people that you can learn from that provide tips and tricks and that can also be there in the times when it's hard because it, there are going to be those yep. times, 100%. Lots of businesses do not succeed. Yes. But that doesn't mean to say that you as a business owner or a side hustler is not going to succeed. I guess that's the yep. other thing I would just say is having family members who have been running businesses and found it really challenging and had the really honest conversations of should we close this business or should we not and what should we do going forward. One of the things that I always fall back on when chatting to them about you know their options is I have full belief that if this is not the business for you, there is another business out there. You know, Mm -hmm. you as a person is not the failure. It's just that this particular idea, as with Fit You, didn't succeed. But that does not preclude you from being successful at something else in the future. And if you think of all the learnings that you can take from this experience and start something else, Mm -hmm. like you're already 10 times ahead of where you were last time because you know all the things that can and can't work. Totally. And I think reframing failure as a learning is so crucial because – fit you and one up one down we're not failures they were lessons you know and opportunities and there's going to be so many more of those and I mean I don't have the stats on me but there's some crazy stats around how many times certain people have started a company failed and then they landed on the right one you know 20 times later so exactly try and try again (laughs) try and try again guys you can do this yes If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or leave us a review. We're also trying to reach as many Kiwis as possible, so share your favourite episode with a friend. And for more information on today's show, head to itsnosecret.co.nz forward slash seven. See you next Tuesday.